Blog Talk Radio. Good afternoon. Welcome to another edition of That's Entertainment. I'm your host, Tammy Jones Gear, broadcasting live from the NYC. It is Wednesday, December 21st. 2016. On the, for the next hour, I'm going to bring you the latest celebrity news on Fifth Harmony, Beyonce, Lena Dunham, Richard Marks, and Donald Trump, and a whole lot more. So don't go anywhere. I'll be right back after these messages. Hey, what's up, everybody? I'm Jason Derulo, and I love the fact that music connects to people all over the country, but unfortunately, so does something else childhood hunger. 15 million children struggle with hunger in America. However, the Feeding America Nationwide Network of Food Banks is able to help provide over 3 billion meals to children and families in need all across the country. Join me in the fight against hunger at feedingamerica.org. Together, we can solve hunger. Together, we're Feeding America. A message from Feeding America and the Ad Council. Right now, nearly 30% of U.S. students aren't finishing high school. In many places, it's even higher than that. And fixing it is a responsibility that we all share. This is President Obama, and I urge everyone to take responsibility for encouraging the high school students in your communities, to support them, challenge them, and do whatever it takes to help them make it through. Do your part by going to BoostUp.org and giving a student the boost that's needed to make it to graduation. A message from the U.S. Army and the Ad Council. Hi, this is Terry Crews, actor, former football player, and father of five. I'm also an expert on drama. There's a good kind that comes with having a house full of kids, and there's silly drama like the drama around my percolating pectoral. And then there's the drama you can skip. Skip the drama that comes with not having your high school diploma or equivalency. Find free adult education classes near you and finish your diploma. Visit finishyourdiploma.org. That's finishyourdiploma.org. And lead the drama to actors like me. Brought to you by the Dollar General Literacy Foundation and the Ed Council. Just tuning in, you're listening to another edition of That's Entertainment. I'm your host, Tammy Jones Gibbs, where every week I bring you the latest in entertainment news, celebrity news, and pop culture. If you like the show and you want to know much more about the show, make sure you click on the follow-up button on top of the show page. That way you get a reminder when I broadcast live. Also, if you want to make a comment about any of the stories that I mentioned on the show today, give me a call. The call-in number is 347-637-2656. And press the number one. That's three four seven six three seven two six five six. And press the number one. Also, that's entertainment is on Facebook. Just go to www.facebook.com/slash/that'sentertainment.radio. Or you can always go to Twitter at That's Entertain One. That's T H A T S Entertain and the number one. You can also follow me on Twitter. Just go to Stiletto 14, Stiletto like the shoe, S T I L E T T O and the number 14. And most importantly, follow me on Instagram. Just go to T Jones Gibbs. That's T J O N E S. G-I-B-B-S. Right now, the current temperature in the, in, the, in the NY is a cloudy 40 degrees. Before I get started with the first story of the day, I'd like to give a shout-out to everyone that's currently on the phone lines and in the chat room. Again, thank you for joining me here on this Wednesday afternoon. And if you want to know more about the show, again, please follow us on Blog Talk Radio. Just click on the follow-up button. And it will send you a message when I come on the air. Also, you can also, if you can't catch the show live, you can always download the show on iTunes. You can also go to Stitcher.com, that's S-T-I-T-C-H-E-R.com, where you can listen to over 60-plus radio shows and podcasts. Just type in the search box, Death Entertainment Online Radio, and you get to listen to the archives from the show from there. Or you can also listen to the archives here on BTR. 
Uh, lots to talk about as usual. Uh, today is the uh, first day of winter. Uh, it happens to be the shortest day of the year. Also, the holidays is upon us. A couple more days before everyone go out and get their gifts. Hanukkah, for the first time, will be celebrated on the same time as Christmas. And also, um, as usual, we're going to get this show started right. Lots to talk about. Uh, Beyonce is in the news. Lena Dunham is in the news. Uh, the, the biggest news of this week is our group, our favorite girl group, Fifth Harmony. Uh, one of the group members, uh, Camilla Cabello, has decided to leave the group. I'll tell you what her reasons were, and I'll tell you that uh, a certain pop star might help her in starting her solo career. Also, uh, Beyonce is facing a lawsuit over the use of uh, Jay-Z's logo. I'll tell you more about that. Also, uh, Lena Dunham is in trouble. She uh, she also has a podcast as well. And uh, there was something, she said something controversial on her podcast that has everybody all bent out of shape. And the singer and songwriter Richard Mark was on a flight with his wife, uh, model and VJ, Daisy Fuentes, when something went wrong and he had to jump in and, uh, you know, kind of help the situation. But uh, And Donald Trump wants to sue Alec Baldwin. I'll tell you the reason why. But without further ado, let's get started with the most talked about stories of the week. Hit it. All right. A vocal group, Fifth Harmony, confirmed that uh, Camilla Cabello has decided to leave the group after four and a half years of being together. The pop group took to Instagram late Sunday to announce the news. Uh, they said that after four and a half years of being together, we have to, we have been informed via her representative that Camilla has decided to leave Fifth Harmony. We wish her well. Uh, we have harmonized. We have been there with us since the beginning. You supported us, and with your love and support, this is what they're telling their fans, and we will continue on. The remaining group members, Ali, Normani, Dinah, Jane, and Lauren, stated that they will be moving forward musically as a foursome and continue to explore solo endeavors. They also said that the love from their fans had made them strong, and they also said that they're excited about the future and they can't wait what the new year brings. Harmonizers, we are in this together. We love you with all our hearts. Now, within minutes, fans started flooding the comments section as they expressed surprise at the news. One user wrote that they were shocked, but they wish Camilla well and good luck, and they hope that she still carries on a successful uh, solo artist career. And they said that um, to Lauren, Ali, Dinah, and Normani that they want to carry on. Uh, they want to carry the group gracefully, and they um, they also reacted with the emojis by putting like little broken heart emojis. Now, Camilla started her solo venture back in 2015 when she teamed up with Shawn Mendes for a duet. It was called I Know What You Did Last Summer. Early this year, she uh, collaborated with Machine Gun Kelly on a song called Bad Things, and she was also rumored to record a song with Major Lazer. Now, Fifth Harmony was formed in the second season of X Factor USA in 2012. They had released two albums, Reflection and 727. Earlier this month, the group told radio personality Elvis Duran that they were about to work on a third album, and Nomani and Dinah revealed that the album would be popping and so lit. Now, the remaining members of the group uh, said that they, they they also said that at the same time they spoke out against Camilla, a surprising departure. Uh, exactly 24 hours after she broke the news, they posted on Instagram a lengthy and emotional message that evening. Um, they said that uh, in their latest message, the girls claimed that Camilla repeatedly turned down offers to save, get this, and to reconcile her position within the group. They also wrote that over the past several months, they had consistently made efforts 
every effort to sit down and discuss the future of Fifth Harmony with Camilla. They even called group meetings, which they claim alleged she refused. Uh, they also said that they asked L.A. Reid and the label to step in and to try to set meetings, which, again, Camilla allegedly refused. Uh, they also said um, after a month of rejection from her and her team, this supposed lengthy conversation never happened. And although they pleaded, they had tried with exhausting efforts and hard to keep the group alive as the five of them, and they wanted to be very clear that, unfortunately, those efforts were not mutual. Now, the girls also confirmed that in mid-November, they were informed by Camilla's manager that she would be leaving the group after iHeartRadio Jingle Bell performance on this past Sunday, December 18. They were truly hurt considering that the fact that they've been together for almost five years. Now, the remaining members of Fifth Harmony, again, first announced this departure on Instagram, and um, now there's rumors or that Taylor Swift is reportedly helping Camilla launch a solo career following her shocking departure. They said that a Fifth Harmony... Um, that they said that Camilla addressed her departure again on Instagram, saying that she was caught off guard by her own bandmates' revelation. In other words, she said that she's surprised that they are surprised because it it meant it's. She was saying that she had told them this, that she had expressed interest of that she might wanted to leave the group, and she was a little taken back why they acting brand new over these news. Um, she said, Camilla said that she did not intend to end things with Fifth Harmony this way, and her bandmates, again, were aware of her plans for going solo. So we don't know what to believe. I mean, but again, this is this is so common when it comes to girl groups. Either one wants to branch off or one is not treated fairly or one feel like she uh, wants to sing lead on some of the song. This is a constant, uh, it's constantly happening when it comes to the girl group. We look at uh, with the Destiny Child, uh, just, a, just a reminder of what happened with their group. It's just a constant, uh, uh, there was a talks about, when we remember when TLC, when Left Eye wanted to do a solo project, and then she said she had wanted to branch out on her own. That was the situation with them. So they're not going to be the first, and they're not going to be the last. It just seemed like, you know, after you reach a certain status, you know, they feel like they, it's time for them to branch on. And it's not just the only girl group. Remember uh, New Edition when Bobby left? There was a lot of uh, uh, hurt feelings. And, uh, by the way, uh, New Edition is getting ready, uh, BET is getting ready to do a three-part uh, series of New Edition, the movie, on BET next month. I'll tell you more as about that as we grow closer, but you can always check your local cable listing or to go on BET.com for the information. Beyonce is uh, facing a lawsuit for her use, get this, of the Rockefeller logo. She is being sued by a guy who designed the logo for the record label founded by her husband, Jay-Z, Damon Dash, and Kareem Biggs-Burke. Dwayne Walker claimed in his suit that Beyonce never asked permission to display the logo in her 2013 music video for Drunken Love. Now, according to TMZ, the designer wants Queen Bee to take it down from her music video and pay him for its use. Now, according to the complaint, Dwayne owns the right to the original Rockefeller logo and that it shouldn't have been used in Beyonce's music video. The lawsuit seemed to be on shaky ground as the logo only appears in the video for a few seconds when Beyonce holds Jay-Z's rock necklace on his shoulder. And although it is Jay-Z pendant, the rapper is not naming the Dwayne previous file lawsuit of a 7 million copyright infringement against Jay-Z over the logo back in 2012. A judge dismissed the suit in September saying that Dwayne was not entitled to royalties under a contract allegedly signed 20 years ago. A representative for Beyonce hasn't commented on the issue just yet. 
And Lena Dunham landed herself in trouble for speaking out about abortion on her Woman of the Hour podcast. Many fans were left outraged after the girl creator star said that she never had an abortion but wished that she had. In the podcast, Dunham recalled discussing abortion during a visit to a Texas Planned Parenthood years ago, and at one point she said she would want to undergo the procedure in order to change stigma around abortion. Many fans then took to social media to express their anger. Responding to the backlash, Dunham issued an apology via Instagram yesterday. Uh, In the picture, she captured the word choice on a blackboard, and she began by saying, quote, my latest podcast episode was meant to tell a multifaceted story about reproductive choices in America to explain the many reasons women do or don't choose to have children and what bodily autonomy really means. I'm so proud of the medley of voices in the episode. I would never, ever intentionally uh, travelize the emotional and physical challenges of terminating a pregnancy. My only goal is to increase awareness and decrease stigma. And then she went on writing and concluding the message by hinting that she makes sizable donations to abortion funds. And Richard Marks doesn't consider himself a hero despite being one of the very few people taking down an unruly passenger on a recent flight. Following the four-hour incident, the singer informed his fan via Twitter that he's safely home now and said that he just did what anyone else should do in that kind of situation. After he and his wife, Daisy Fuentes, said in a string of social media posts shared earlier in the day, the two was traveling from Hano, Vietnam, to Seoul, to South Korea on Tuesday, December 20th. When a man in the next row from them got crazy and started attacking the flight attendants and the passengers. Now, through his Facebook account, Mark also voiced frustration over ill prepared cabin crew who clearly wasn't trained to handle the situation. And in another post, he assured fans that he and his wife were safe, and they went on to detail the attack, which left one crew member and two other passengers injured. And he also mentioned. Like, all of a sudden, this man was sitting, and the uh, stewardess came up to him, came up to him, and he pulled her. She had her hair in a ponytail. He pulled her ponytail down. Meanwhile, uh, they was trying to restrain this guy, this guy, and according to Richard Mark's post, he said this lasted for about four hours, and that they said they tried to subdue the guy. They tried to tie him up. They didn't know how to tie him up. And he came, the the rope came undone. He got himself out of the rope. And then they got a, a taser. One of the stewardess got a taser, but she didn't know how to use it. None of the stewardess knew how to use the taser. So he was upset how that these stewardess wasn't trained to handle a situation like this. You know, he had to step in, and, 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 and thank God he was on that flight, and thank God he came in and stepped in. Because if he wasn't there, you, you would, I mean, what would have become of that flight? And not only was he attacking the stewardess, it, and a matter of fact, they didn't have no male stewardess on that flight. It was all women, all women flight attendants. And they're fighting this guy. So I can understand what he was coming from because the, the stewardess need to be properly trained when it comes to a situation like that when you have an unruly passenger on the flight. Because what, it, I mean, you know, one minute is an unruly passenger, next thing you know uh, it could be something really serious like uh, somebody uh, might be mentally ill or even worse, a terrorist. So uh, thank God he was there to step in. But four hours of this on a flight. Right now we have here 20 minutes after the hour. If you are just tuning in, you're listening to That's Entertainment. I'm your host, Tammy Jones-Gibbs, where every week I bring you the latest in entertainment news, celebrity news, celebrity interviews, and pop culture. If this is your first time tuning in, welcome. That's Entertainment has been here on BTR for about six years now. And, again, if you like the show and you want to know more about what's going on in the world of entertainment, Make sure you click on the follow-up button on top of the show page if you are a regular listener here on BTR. And if not, go ahead and sign up. It's free. All you have to do is sign in, give yourself a name, and not only can you listen to my show on here, other uh, genres of topics here as well from sports, music, 
uh, business, spirituality, you name it. So, again, sign up, register as a listener. It's free, and uh, that way you can get a reminder when I'm on the air live. Donald Trump has so has so many times slammed Alec Baldwin for spoofing him on Saturday Night Live, but a new report suggests that the president-elect may take a more serious action to stop the actor from impersonating him. You're not, you're not going to believe this. Words are that Mr. Trump has threatened to get this to arrest Alec Baldwin once he's sworn in as president of the United States. That's right. In a screenshot of Trump's alleged tweet, the 70-year-old wrote, quote, January 21st, I will have Alec Baldwin arrested for, for sedition and SNL cancel. Their portrayal of me is very unfair, unquote. The said message was dated December 17th. However, it does not appear on the timeline. It appeared that the, the tweet was fake. While it's possible that the message might have been deleted, the press has been following Trump on Twitter and it's highly unlikely that they let it pass without reporting such strong remark. Now, mo- moreover, though, um, Trump treat has often presented spelling errors. He does not know how to spell Alex's name. Instead of putting the, the C, Alex spells his name with a C and not a K, as evidenced by his previous tweets about the 30 Rock alum. Meanwhile, Alec Baldwin had revealed how much he pay, he's get paid for impersonating Trump. He was speaking to the New York Times, and he said he just only makes 1400 for each appearance on SNL, and he also noted that he does not write the sketches. And while Baldwin is a registered Democrat, he won't back down from impersonating Trump. His appearance on the NBC series may not continue to be as frequent as they have been as he's set to work on two upcoming movies. And Amy Schumer has proven that she's a daughter every parent dream of. On Monday, December 19th, the train wreck star took to Instagram to announce that she has purchased her father's farm back. She shared the screenshot of her FaceTime conversation with her father, Gordon, and captured it saying, quote, today I bought my father's farm back. She also posted an old video in which she, as a child, played in her father's cornfield, which later was sold and now been repurchased. Amy's father was diagnosed with multiple sclerosis when she was 12 and had to sell his farm due to bankruptcy. As if life hasn't been hard enough for Amy, her parents got divorced. But thanks to the unfortunate event, she started to look for things that could cheer her up and how her sense of humor grew. Buying a farm back isn't the only thing that Amy did to make her father happy. Last April, Amy arranged a FaceTime conversation between her father and Goldie Horn, his celebrity crush, and her co-star in the upcoming movie, Snatch. And Charlie Puff, Puff and uh, Bella Thorne, they are settling the record straight on their relationship. Despite those PDA-filled moments on the beach in Miami Sunday, the two have separately confirmed that, they not, that, that they're, just, they're just friends. Uh, speaking to ET Online, the Y100 Jingle Ball 2016 at the BB&T Center in Sunrise, Florida, over the weekend, Charlie denied he's dating Bella. Also shooting down the romance rumors was a source close to Bella who assured that everyone that the actress and the one call away singer were 100% just friends. Charlie and Bella might not be romantically involved right now, but that didn't stop him from showing his infection for her during his set at the 2016 iHeartRadio Jingle Ball on Sunday night. And according to People, the 25-year-old musician totally looked like he serenaded the 19-year-old beauty when he was performing on the stage. And Mary Poppins, Mary Poppins might be returning. Uh, matter of fact, it is going to be returning. It's called Mary Poppins Return. It will feature a cameo appearance from one of the original cast members of the 1964 Mary Poppins. Dick Van Dyke has confirmed that he will appear opposite Emily Blunt in the upcoming sequel. Also in the cast is Meryl Streep, Angela Lansbury, and Hamilton's Lin-Manuel Miranda, who will portray a new character, a street lamp lighter named Jack. Van Dyke apparently won't reprise his role as the beloved Bert as the upcoming movie takes pla- take place 20 years later, and younger actress Blunt will portray the magical nanny. Meanwhile, the now-grown Jane Banks and her brother Michael will be played by Emily Mortimer and Ben Whishaw, respectively. Colin Firth was recently reported to be in talks to play the villain named William Weatherall Wilkins, 
Directed by Rob Marshall from a screenplay by Oscar nominee David McGee, Mary Poppins Return will arrive in theaters on December 25, 2018. And Kira Knightley will make a surprise return to the, Par- the Pirates of the Caribbean, Dead Man Tell No Tale. A source with knowledge of the production told Two Fab that the British actor has secretly filmed scenes for the fifth installment of the Pirates of the Car- Caribbean movie series, which is due out next summer. Now, Knightley will reprise her role as Elizabeth Swan. The Oscar nominee is one of the keys on screen talent to be back in the popular franchise. She will uh, also... She will also reunite with her co-stars like Johnny Depp, Orlando Bloom, and Jeffrey Rush, who will once again portray Jack Sparrow, William Will Turner, and Hector Barbosa. The upcoming movie follows the villainous Captain Salazar, played by Javier Bardem, who leads a horde of deadly ghost pirates out of the Devil Triangle on a mission to kill every pirate at sea, including Jack Sparrow. And to save himself, Jack must find the artifact known as the Trident of Poseidon, which grants its welders dominance over the sea. Now, Paul McCartney is also among the cast members, but details about his character are still kept under wraps. Pirate of the Caribbean, Dead Man Tell No Tell is coming to theaters on May 26, 2017. And uh, Matthew McConaughey is uh, definitely down for another season of True Detective. The actor talked about reprising his role as Rustin Cole in a possible third installment of the series, which he stopped by on the Rich Elson show. McConaughey didn't return for season two of the anthology series, which had its own self-contained story and focused on a desperate set of characters. The second season featured an all-star cast, including Colin Farrell, Richard McAdams, Taylor Kitsch, Kitsch, and Vince Vaughn. And Showtime has announced that Shameless, which will return for an eighth season in 2017, the renewal comes just after season seven finale, announced through a post-credit scene telling viewers to come back next year. The news also arrived five days after Emma Rosen resolved her contract dispute. The actress was trying to get equal pay as her co-star, William H. Macy. On Wednesday, she tweeted her assignment to continue playing Fiona Gallagher and telling her fans that the team is going to be back to work in Shameless Season 7 finale, concluding with the Gallagher family dealing with the shade of grief and Frank planning his next move. The seventh season ranked as its highest-rated season to date. Production in the new 12th episode of Shameless will begin in May, and Season 8 is set to air in the fall of 2017. And elsewhere, Shooter, a TV adaptation of the feature film of the same name, has been renewed for a second season at uh, on USA Network. The series that starred Ryan Phillips is executive produced by Mark Wahlberg, Stephen Levinson, Lorenzo D. Bonaventura, and John Haven, who also serve as a showrunner. The project is also produced by Phillips. Shooter Season 1 finale will air on Tuesday, January 17, 2017, at 10 p.m. Eastern on USA Network. And Saturday Night Live will kick off the new year with Felicity Jones. The Oscar-nominated actress is set to host the show's first episode of 2017. She is tapped for January 14. Sturgill Simpson will serve as the musical guest. The upcoming episode will mark Jones' first appearance on the NBC sketch show. She is booked hot on heels of her blockbuster, Rogue One, a Star Wars story that's supposed to make a grand entrance at the top spot on the box office. Uh, SNL has just wrapped up the year of 2016 with Casey Affleck as a host and Chase the, uh, Chance the Rapper as a performer. Alec Baldwin was back as Donald Trump, and Kate McKinnon reprised her role as Hillary Clinton for the episode. Now the show is taking a three-week break for the Christmas and New Year's holiday. Uh, right now we have here uh, 29 minutes after the hour. If you're just tuning in, you're listening to another edition of That's Entertainment. I'm your host, Tammy jones Gibb, where every week I bring you the latest in entertainment news and pop culture. Coming up in the next half hour, I'm going to give you the latest on the Lady Gaga. She's going to be bringing her perfect illusion to Rock in Rio 2017. I'll tell you the latest. Also, uh, Oprah Winfrey... She returned to broadcast television on Monday night when she interviewed the First Lady. And I can tell you how many viewers tune in. Also, what's this latest uh, rumor about Drake and Jennifer Lopez? 
the word is out that there might be some kind of buzzing romance. But I'll tell you the real reason I think they might be the reason why they've been hanging out a lot lately. All those stories and more coming up within the next half hour, so don't go anywhere. Entertainment news and pop culture every Wednesday afternoon with the host Tammy Jones Gibbs right here on Block Talk Radio. Right 
know we have 25 minutes left remaining in the show. That was new music from Jacob Lattimore in Love Drug. Before I went to the music break, I was telling you about uh, the latest about Miss Lady Gaga. She's getting ready to bring the perfect illusion to rock and reel 2017. The Mother Monster is reportedly added to the lineup of the seventh Brazilian edition of the Music Festival beginning in September next year. Gaga is one of the most requested singer on social media for a gig at Rock and Rio. Rumor has it that the official Rock and Rio Twitter account began following the Million Reason hitmaker in October and asked her to perform at the music festival. Gaga isn't the only rumor artist to take the stage at the upcoming Rock and Rio. Gun and Roses will reportedly also perform at the event after a negotiation with the promoter. Rock and Rio creator Roberto Medina stated in 2011 that Guns N' Roses would never play again in Rock and Rio, Rio but he recently said that he has solved his problem with the band and asked the public opinion of his idea of including the group in the lineup. If the rumors is true, Gaga and Guns N' Roses will join previous announced acts including Maroon 5, Aerosmith, Billy Idol, Bon Jovi, and Red Hot Chili Peppers. The event will take place in Brazil on September 15th, 16th, 17th, 21st, 22nd, 23rd, and 24th. Oprah Winfrey returned to broadcast television on Monday night and brought the First Lady and some 9 million viewers along with her. Michelle Obama said goodbye to the White House, and Oprah Winfrey's special drew 9.39 million households in the adult 18 to 49 for CBS, which is well below the rating tide for some of Oprah's past primetime interview specials, but large enough to post the network's largest audience in the 8 p.m. hour since October 17. In the 8 to 9 p.m. time slot, Oprah's special managed to edge the first hour of NBC America Got Talent Holiday Spectacular, which drew 9.14 million viewers. But the two-hour AGT special was number one for the night in both the adults 18 to 49 and total viewers, which was at 9.5 million, and provided a solid lead in the, for the new LeBron James-produced NBC game show, The Wall, which previewed that night, and it drew 6.5 million viewers. On will air Michelle Obama say goodbye to the White House and Oprah Winfrey special a second time tonight at 9 p.m. Eastern. And Drake and Jennifer Lopez may have a single on the way amidst their romance rumors. Rumor has it that the hotline bling hitmaker and the booty songstress have been spending a lot of time together, and they're making new music. After attending J. Lo's Las Vegas residency twice this month, Drake rented out a celeb hotspot called Delilah's in West Hollywood on Monday night. Uh, they have a very in- they had a very intimate dinner with the with uh, J-Lo. He had a very intimate dinner with her, and the uh, singer only invited 20 guests to the private bash, and they had to shut down the restaurant to the public. Now, J-Lo recently canceled her New Year's gig, uh, New Year's Eve hosting gig at a nightclub in Miami, probably to focus on her new collabo with Drake. Uh, They said that uh, a source told E!, that Jennifer and Drake are working on new music together and that she's been working a lot this year and next year. She has a lot of things going on and wanted some personal and family time. Drake, meanwhile, is set to ring in 2017 at Hoskinson Nightclub for its New Year's Eve bash. It's unknown if J-Lo will attend the bash to spend some personal time with him, but she has free time until her next Planet Hollywood show in February. And hip-hop recording artist J. Cole nabbed his fourth number one album on the Billboard 200 chart with his latest effort, For Your Eyes Only. The record sold 492,000 total copies in its first week, including 363,000 in traditional album sales, and this is according to Nielsen Music. Now, the massive opening week, because it th- became the, like the third largest debut of 2016 following Drake's View and Beyonce Knows Lemonade. The album also earned a big streaming week with 118,000 units, equivalently to 51.7 million streams on the album song, which, which make it the second largest streaming debut ever. And in addition, For Your Eyes Only is the third album to surpass the 100,000 streaming equivalent album units in a single week, following Drake's View and The Weeknd's Starboy. 
For Your Eyes Only is J. Cole fourth consecutive chart-topping album. The rapper first hit the top spot on the Billboard 200 chart with his debut album, Cold World, The Sideline Story, in 2011. And then he followed it up in 2013 with Born Center. And in 2014, he had 2014 Forest Hill Drive. Now, while his album has a total of 492,000 units sold this week, the Drumville MC scored another milestone as he nabbed his first top 10 song on the Billboard Hot 100 chart with Deja Vu, which bounced at number 7. And back on the new Billboard 200, Pentatonic, a Pentatonic Christmas, rises one spot to number two, and The Weeknd Starboy, it dipped to number three, while Bruno Mars' 24K Magic jumped to number four. So congratulations to J. Cole. And this will make, uh, speaking of uh, Pentatonic, this will make their, uh, this is the second time, I guess this will make the twice they made the list with their previous holiday album. And uh, they return to the top five as they rise from the three spots to number five. So, uh, again, congratulations to uh, J. Cole. And uh, Fox News show star, the executive producer, which is Lee Daniel of Empire, they made a glam tour stop in Los Angeles on Saturday, December 17th in Santa Monica uh, at the ICE. Um, I'm not sure what that means, but uh, the multi-city Star Glam tour bus is like it's like this mobile salon, and they kicked off in Nashville on December 5th, and they will hit seven major cities. It provides free manicures, blowouts, and braids to the public, offering nine hours of free beauty services. Now, all of the styles are from Dry Bar, and children and parents that were ice skating lined up in excitement as they walked out looking like stars. They also even had a chance to listen to songs from the exclusive new series. The show, which premiered on December 14th, followed the Empire finale star. Uh, the show, which starred Queen Latifah, Benjamin Bratt, Tyrese Gibson, and Naomi Campbell, is focused on the lives of three singers who are looking for fame and success while encountering the harsh reality of the music industry. So I guess it's like an ice skating rink. It's called Santa Monica at the Ice. So, yeah, that was nice. They had this mobile bus, and they offered free uh, uh, manicures and if you want to get your hair done. So it was part of this glam tour. So uh, that was really nice. I remember when the, a tiny T.I. wife and her girlfriend, they had a little, uh, they traveled across the country, and they had a little uh, bus as well. And they were offering uh, to, to do hair and makeup and, and stuff like that. So that's what that kind of remind me of. And uh, in a long overdue move, the Recording Academy has announced it will honor legendary singer Nina Simone with a posthumous Lifetime Achievement Award during its 2017 Special Merit Awards ceremony. Gospel great Shirley Caesar, jazz pianist Ahmad Jamal, the experimental rockers, the Velvet Underground, funk icon Sly Stone, country superstar Charlie Pride, and seminal country singer Jimmy Rogers are also among the 2017 Lifetime Achievement Award honorees. The Special Merit Award is presented by votes of the Recording Academy National Trustees to those who, during their lifetime, had made creative contributions of outstanding artistic significance to the field of recording. And Rogue One, a Star Wars story uh, that one of the stars, Forrest Whitaker, he's going to be returning. Uh, he's going to use. Uh, they're going to return to his voice role of Rebel Freedom Freedom Fighter uh, Saw Gerrera in the season three of the Disney XD hit animated series called Star Wars Rebel. Now Whitaker will voice the characters on Star Wars Rebel as ghosts of. Genesis Part 1 and 2, and it's going to be premiering on Saturday, January 7, on Disney XD. Now, Saw Gerrera was first introduced as a guerrilla fighter for his home planet in the TV series Star Wars The Clone Wars, which aired from 2008 to uh, 2015. And we are finding out a lot about Prince's personal business, for real. It seems like just because he's no longer here, that his money that the money he owes to a divorce lawyer is going to be forgotten. Uh, according to the legals, they said that's not going to happen because they claim that Prince signed off 
without paying his $600,000 tab. Uh, specifically, his uh, cousin law firm in West Palm Beach filed a claim with Prince Estate demanding payment of the $600,000 bill. Patrick Cousin told TMZ that the bill date all the way the bill date all the way back to Prince's 2006 divorce from second wife uh, Manuela Testolini. Cousin said that he and Prince were tight and had an agreement that the singer didn't have to pay until all the loose ends were tied up. Ironically, Cousin said that he finished everything on April 1st, and then that's when Prince died on April 21st. So they're saying that Prince had owed all this money in his divorce from his second wife. But because he was tight with this uh, guy, Patrick uh, Cousin, who um, I guess was taking care of his personal business, said that, uh, you know, that he didn't have to pay. So... And Tupac Shakur was among the six performers announced on Tuesday to be inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. The late rapper takes his place alongside fellow class of 2017 newcomers uh, Joan Baez, Pearl Jam, Electric Like Orchestra, Yes, and Journey. Producer, songwriter, and guitarist Nile Rogers will receive the award for musical excellence. His disco group, Chic, was nominated for the 11th time in the performer category, but did not gain admittance. The 32nd Annual Rock and Roll Hall of Fame inductee ceremony will take place on Friday, April 7, 2017, in Brooklyn's own Barclays Center for the third time, actually. Tickets on sale uh, dates will be announced in January. The Rock and Roll Hall of Fame 2017 inductee ceremony will begin have its televised premiere on HBO and a radio broadcast on Sirius XM. Broadcast details will be announced in early 2017. And a special exhibit featuring the inductees will open on March 30th at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in Cleveland with the new hall members being honored at the 32nd Annual Inductee Ceremony on April 7th at Barclays Center in Brooklyn, New York. Right now we have here, uh, we have about 13 minutes left remaining in the show. I'm going to go ahead and take another music break, and I'll come back with the uh, last remaining stories of the day, so don't go anywhere. Yeah. 
uh, Andre Barcelli has been rumored to take the stage, but the blind Italian tenor is invited to join Jackie Avalcho to welcome the president-elect to the White House, but but but, but the Bocelli has neither confirmed nor denied the report. And this is the latest. Uh, they said that uh, uh, Bocelli is not going to be performing he, uh, because they really didn't confirm it. Uh, there was a lot of talks about it, but there was nothing etched in stone. And uh, his fans, uh, his uh, his world of fans, was really disappointed when they heard the news that he might be performing at the or the inauguration. But uh, good news to his fans, um, it was never etched in stone, so he is not. And Chance the Rapper rapped about President Barack Obama's last Christmas on Saturday Night Live last week. He was joined by Kenan Thompson, and he told the people to enjoy the holiday while Obama was still in in the White House, because next year you might get bombed from Iran. During the Casey Affleck host, hosted episode, Chance the Rapper also performed his own song, Same Drug, and Finish Line Drown. Both tracks are taken from his third street album, Coloring Book, it's the first SNL appearance for the Manchester by the Sea actor, but not for the rapper. Uh, Chance also made his debut on the show in 2015. And Kanye West is dubbed this year hottest MC in the game by MTV. Last time the rapper was ranked first was in 2008. He dropped to the fourth place in 2009, occupying the number three spot in the next two years in a row, and he slipped to number seven in 2012 before the list was scrapped. Now that MTV revived it, Kanye beat Drake for the number one spot. Drizzy has to settle for the second spot, and Chance the Rapper, Travis Scott, and Young Thug round up the top five. Others making the list include Future, YG, and Kendrick Lamar. The list was revealed on heels of Kanye's return to the spotlight after a brief hospitalization following his on-stage meltdown. And Viola Davis is about to take her place in Hollywood history. Hollywood Walk of Fame producer and VP of Media Relations, Anna Martina, just announced that the, the actors will receive a star on January 5th. Davis' ceremony will be the first of 2017. Davis would add a Hollywood star to her long list of acting accolades, most recently earning nomination for a slew of organizations for her upcoming role in Fences. The woman play in multiple mediums. She won an Emmy for her starring role in ABC's How to Get Away with Murder, two Tony Awards for her character in Broadway Fences, and King Hedley II. She also has a collection of SAG, Critics' Choice, People Choice, and Drama Desk Awards. The Hollywood Chamber of Commerce, which administered the Walk of Fame, first announced in 2012. Uh, matter of fact, they first announced in 2012 that Davis was among a list of entertainer professionals who had been selected to receive a star back in 2013. No word on why it took four years to make it happen, but better late than never. And the game, the rapper, is trying to squirm out of paying the full amount of his $7 million judgment in a sexual assault case. According to TMZ, the rapper filed a motion against a judge to grant him a new trial with a new jury or at least slash the judgment level against him last month. And uh, an Illinois court ruled in favor of Priscilla Rainey, who sued the game allegedly for sexually assaulting her while shooting a reality show in 2015. A judgment was entered against him for $7.13 million. In seeking a new trial, the game claimed the evidence doesn't support the verdict and that the $7.13 million is too much to pay anyway. He also claimed that the jury it out for him after seeing a prejud- uh, pre- uh, prejudicial video of him and the woman after the alleged groping. And additionally, the game argued that he never got a chance to defend himself in person because he wasn't able to make his trial due to a severe tooth infection. And Forbes magazine had just announced that they, and they named Michael Jordan the fourth richest celebrity in America. This comes weeks after the magazine identified him as the highest paid athlete of all time. Jordan is worth an estimated $1.2 billion, and he ranked behind three minted celebs, Oprah Winfrey, Steven Spielberg, and George Lucas. Most of Jordan's wealth comes from the Jordan brand, which nets around $2.8 billion each year. And uh, uh, 
Sony Picture Television is said to be in very early discussions about recreating classic scenes from a number of Norman Lear sitcoms, including The Jefferson and Good Times, and combining them into a miniseries. Now, according to Variety, Lear and Sony are discussing casting new actors to recreate classic episodes, working from the original scripts and packaging them as short six-episode anthologies. The discussion with Sony come as the studio prepares for a January 6th premiere of One Day at a Time, which imagined, uh, which Im- imagined Lear's 80 sitcom about single mother raising two children. Unlike the original, the new series will focus on a Latino family with a female Army veteran as its center. Lear served as executive producer. That series was developed specifically for Netflix and was never shopped to other buyers. No network or streaming service is yet attached to Sony's planned miniseries project. Sony controlled most of Lear's TV library through its 1985 acquisition of the producer, Embassy Communication. Right now, uh, it is 2 p.m. Eastern Time. That will do it for me for this week. Tune in next time when we do it all over again. And make sure you tune in next Wednesday. Uh, that's going to be December 28th where I give you the rundown of the – it's the year-end show where I give you the breakdown of the most talked-about entertainment stories for 2016. And also tune in on January the 18th where I'm going to be talking with uh, Thomas Tra- Troutman. He is the nephew of Roger Troutman from the, remember the group Zap? Well, he's going to be our special guest, our first celebrity guest for the new year, so make sure you tune in that. And in February, make sure you tune in to my annual pre-Valentine Day show. That's going to be on Saturday, February the 11th. I'll give you the time and dates once again on our Facebook page, Twitter, and I also um, will mention it on my Facebook page as well. Again, thank you for tuning in. Thank you for joining me here on this Wednesday afternoon. And tune in next Wednesday when we do it all over again. It's our year-end show for 2016. You don't want to miss it. Have a great weekend. Stay safe. Have a happy and very happy Merry Christmas, happy holidays, happy Hanukkah, happy Kwanzaa. And uh, I'll talk to you next time. Take care.